The problem is the stability of insulating your trade from the foreign exchange going up and down requires a split of the world into two different economic zones, U.S.-NATO, the white people's economic zones, and let's call it the non-white economic zones. And remember, the Ukraine say that Russians are not white and racially different, basically, that the Nazi ideology is that any country that's not neoliberal is not white. <laughs> so you're going to have the world splitting, and we're really talking about how to create a monetary system for the world splitting. I want to get back to one other thing Steve said about the opportunity cost. If imports are a great advantage to the United States, is it worth having American corporations move to low-wage labor abroad, shifting the production abroad so that America is deindustrialized? Is that been an advantage? Or let's look at it from Russia's point of view. Until this last spring, Russia was importing food, cheese, raw materials. And because of the sanctions, Russia has had to all of a sudden develop import substitution. It's producing its own cheese. It's produced its own agriculture that's thriving. And President Putin has said that Russia is going to spend more and more of its oil export receipts on funding import replacing industry. Well, that sounds like a good idea because we're really talking about independence. And the balance of payments ultimately determines a constraint on domestic policy. I think that's what Steve was talking about for opportunity mm. costs. You can't just look at the flows on a balance sheet. Well, we're getting something for nothing. If you import more than you export, you're running up foreign debt, and you're becoming more and more dependent on foreign countries who are acting in their own interests, not your own interests. So you have to put this whole discussion in the political context. 